0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me, Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I love the name of Valentine's Day in Spanish. It's Dia de la Amistad, which is Day of Friendship. And truly, even though I've never even met most of you, I consider you my friends, and I'm grateful that you spend time with me in the scriptures and grateful for the opportunity that I have to spend time with you in the scripture. So happy Valentine's Day, happy day of friendship, and please know how grateful I am for each of you. Today we are going to dive a little bit deeper into Genesis chapter 18 and into the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now it's interesting because Sodom and Gomorrah is one of those things that You hear, you hear the name Sodom and Gomorrah and we get this idea in our head of what the story is and what it's all about. And normally the idea that we think of is sin. We hear Sodom and Gomorrah and we relate it to sin and sometimes a very singular specific sin. And I think that that's too bad for multiple reasons. One is because Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't just about one particular sin. It was about a group of people who had become so carnal sensual and devilish in every way, not just one way and not with one particular sin, but with all sins, and as part of their core had become carnal and sensual and devilish, that God felt like this entire city had to be destroyed. And when we hear Sodom and Gomorrah, oftentimes we just think of that destruction or we think of that sin. And if we do that, we are overlooking some of the most merciful, incredible things Genesis chapter 18 isn't about death or destruction or even sin. Genesis 18 is about the incredible mercy that God is always ready to extend. So let's take a look in Genesis chapter 18. Abraham is speaking to the Lord. And in verse 23, it says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, which means perhaps, so perhaps there be fifty righteous within the city, wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Now I love what Abraham is saying here. And it's something that I find myself saying often. When I see something happening or when I see an injustice or when I see different things, oftentimes I say similar things. The God that I know is not this way. Sometimes people talk about the bad things that happen in the world and they blame God or they curse God or they talk about God being vengeful. And I have to step back and say, you know what? The God that I know is a God of mercy. He's a God of love. And that's what Abraham is saying here. He's like, if there are 50 righteous people, will you destroy those 50 in order to destroy the city? And then he essentially says, the God that I know wouldn't do that. The God that I know wouldn't destroy the righteous because of the wicked. And then in verse 26, it continues and it says, and the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Now, what we're about to see here is kind of this give and take, this bartering system between Abraham and the Lord. And you can see that Abraham is very humble in his approach, even though it sounds funny. And even though it sounds like he's maybe arguing with the Lord, listen to his humility in this. It says, and Abraham answered and said, behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. So he's saying, Lord, I know I'm nothing before you, but, (laughs) and then he goes on. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall be thirty found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once, peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Now what I absolutely love here is the mercy that we see from the Lord and how the Lord is willing to grant all the mercy that we ask of him. Abraham at first asks for 50, and then 45, and then 40, and 30, and 20, and 10. And every single time the Lord says, if you ask that mercy of me, then I will grant that mercy. And I love this because in our lives, sometimes maybe we get in our mind that God is vengeful or angry or just waiting to exact justice, when in fact that is not the case. God is willing, ready, able, excited, desirous to grant mercy unto anyone who asks, to any degree that they ask. And that is something that we learn here with the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. The great love that God has for his children and his willingness to grant all the mercy that is asked of him. Joseph Smith once said, our heavenly father is more liberal in his views and boundless in his mercies and blessings than we are ready to believe or receive. More boundless in his mercies than we're even ready to receive or ready to believe. The story of Abraham shows me that God is willing to be as merciful to us as we ask of him. As I was thinking about this today, it reminded me of the story of the prodigal son. Now, it's interesting because of the story of the prodigal son and because we've called that parable the prodigal son for so long, prodigal has taken on kind of a different meaning. We hear the word prodigal and we assume that it means wicked or wayward or sinful, when in fact it really doesn't. And the word noun, like a prodigal, is someone who is wasteful which fits the prodigal son, right? But prodigal as an adjective, as it's used in the parable, the prodigal son actually means giving or yielding profusely or being generous or lavish. Giving too much of something is what prodigal actually means. And so this story of the prodigal son, yes, he was too lavish with his father's money. And that's why he was called that. But really, This parable should be called the prodigal father because in this parable, we learn of a father who is willing, ready, able, and desirous to offer mercy in abundance to his children. A father who is generous and lavish with mercy and forgiveness. The father being prodigal with that love and the mercy Is what that story is really all about. And here we see the same thing in Genesis chapter 18. Abraham starts off big hey, if I can find 50 people, will you spare the city? But the more Abraham asked the Lord to be merciful and generous, the more willing God was to gift that mercy. He is not waiting to smite us, He is not waiting to exact justice. He is not waiting to pass judgment. He is waiting for us to return, waiting for us to ask for mercy, waiting for us to repent so that he can generously and lavishly bless us with mercy. The parable of the olive tree in Jacob chapter 5 teaches us of a master who grieves to lose his tree, a master who is constantly asking, what more could I have done? And I feel like that is our father in heaven. The idea of losing us grieves him. And so he's asking, what more mercy can I extend? What love can I show? What blessings can I grant? But he is waiting for us to turn to him and just to ask, Father, will you grant this extra bit of mercy peradventure? If I can repent this way, will you give me the mercy? Peradventure, if I can change this, will you give me grace? And the answer every single time for us and for Abraham with Sodom and Gomorrah is a resolute yes, because he is anxious to grant all the mercy he can give as we turn and ask for that mercy through repentance and change in our lives. I testify of his great mercy his great love and his great grace, and that he is a prodigal father anxious to be generous with that love and mercy for all of his children. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.